I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to this special episode of Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, live from the London Podcast Festival. Our guests are comedians Jess Foster-Q and Dan Schreiber. This is part two of the show. Coming up, Dan's question, followed by Dane's question, followed by some questions from the audience. Hope you enjoy. Uh, It's time for uh, a question from Dan. Yes. Uh, My question for the show today is, what is the most batshit crazy theory that you've heard that you wish was real? So I'm talking, I'm talking like, you know, Elvis is still alive or I'm not, I'm not talking necessarily conspiracy theories. I, I even mean like, you know, just rumors from your hometown or something. And I was thinking about this question because I'm, I'm working a lot at the moment on a, on a book about crazy theories, basically. Right. And, and it's fascinating. I, I, there's so many of them. I go, God damn it. What a shame that's not real. And I, I read one the other day, which is that during the recording of Sergeant Peppers, mm. Paul McCartney was at home. And he had a knock on the door and he opened the door and the man said at the door, I'm Jesus. And Paul said, well, you better come in. And he brought him in because he couldn't be sure that he wasn't who he said he was. (laughs) And he thought, I don't want to be the guy who turned down Jesus when he came back. And so not only did he bring him to the house and make him a tea, but Paul then took him to the recording session of Fixing a Hole by the Beatles of that album. So in the studio, in the logbook somewhere, it has the name of John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, and Paul, um, George Harrison, and Jesus Christ, really? as someone who wow. observed it that day. And I just love, for me, what I love about that is I do think, God, if Jesus did come back and he came back the year that Peppers, of course you would go to the Beatles first, right? Like that's, yeah. that's they were bigger <laughs> yeah. than him, famously. Yeah. And that's, that's something that I really wish was true, that we found out Jesus was back because mm. he wanted to see the Beatles. <laughs> wow. What, what, what a great I, question. It is a tough one. It's a hard yeah. one. Right? But I've, got, I've got mine instantly, which is, you know, like the one that I want to believe in the most. I suppose that's kind of what you're asking me, really, isn't it? Yeah, kind of what, what do you want? What, what, what do you, you want, want to be true? Be true? Uh, and just because I really think it is uh, true, which is um, they killed JFK. Ah, like, interesting. Yeah. That, wait, wait, wait. Who's they, Howard? Well, <laughs> and, and everybody at home on the live stream. <laughs> oh God, I've just realised we're live on the internet, and I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm you are more than safe on the internet with a JFK conspiracy theory. Yeah, no, that's quite <laughs> <laughs> Get comfy. It's Get, quite yeah. low down the chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this way, even set off a blip. Um, but no, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that you kind of we all grew up knowing that story, right? It was kind of a famous bit of history. And then as time has gone on, it just feels more and more realistic, doesn't it? That, that everything we know about the world and everything we know about all kind of... You know, so what do you want to be true in that, that it, scenario? It definitely, that it definitely, the American government killed government their conspiracy, own... conspiracy, right. Yeah, can kill their own president, which is... It would just be a kind of... I mean, also because we, we base so much of our civilization since the Second World War on, on how good America is, right? Like that's just a whole part of the landscape of, of our planet. It'd be kind of quite nice to know that they were killing their own leaders. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Might not, have, I mean, it wouldn't be too far. It's not the first time they did it. 
Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of weight to that. It's not <laughs> the first president that they've killed, so... Sure, the, but yeah. the, the, the whole kind of... I don't, you've seen the film JFK as well, which yes. I think yeah. I've watched, watched recently and definitely helps you get more excited about the conspiracies. Anyone seen that film? It's uh, it's like three and a half hours Oliver long. Stone, who, yeah. who yeah. used as source material a guy who writes about Roswell and, and conspiracy theories saying he definitely was mm. assassinated by uh, the government. And that was the source material, as yeah. well as Jim Garrison. Um, I think his name was Jim Garrison. Yeah, name was, was, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's those two books, yeah. And it, it really made, because they, they spliced the, the drama with uh, actual footage from, from the day it happened. So it definitely makes you go, cool. This is, I mean, this is real. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, just, I don't see it being very far off. It's, it's, I suppose having a figurehead who you know, ratified or, or, or greenlit the assassination is kind of what you'd be looking for. Mm. But I think, yeah, I just don't think America is particularly devoid of scandal nowadays in terms of political intrigue. Because oh, no, yeah. after, you know, after JFK died, they, they killed Bobby Kennedy as well. Mm. And I think the whole thing was supposed to be over the whole uh, Bay of Pigs fiasco. Mm. And, uh, and it's totally believable. It's just the fact that it's never really been confirmed, right? Mm. Like, if I think we all grew up thinking it could have been a... Well, that's, that's where the term conspiracy theory originates from, right? Was that uh, possibly? Yeah, yeah there people who were providing an alternate narrative to this whole thing because there was like the whole magic bullet theory and everything like that, and yeah, yeah, right. and uh, and the fact that like Lee Harvey Oswald, like a lot of uh, Americans you see involved in like school shootings and like all have like military backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And, then, and so there's this whole big, there's a much to the coast conspiracy is like a larger thing about the fact that was he activated through uh, Operation Artichoke and mm. MK Ultra and the use of LSD and torture to mind control victims <laughs> and stuff. So, Someone's done their reading. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like, yeah. That's, that's, right, that's so Dane's in on this Dane's one. Dane's in on this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. it's, all, it's all theory, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with having a theory. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, it definitely is the one that sucks me in the most. There's a lot of conspiracy theories you can look at and I, I don't find them sucking me in well but. yeah i think as well that's the only one where i actually don't believe in virtually any of the conspiracy theories out there i mm. think like i don't know i actually don't know what i think about certain ones like 9 11 stuff mm. like that i know that when they um they busted osama bin laden when they finally got killed him amongst the materials that they found of his of books that he was reading were books about the conspiracy theories of 9 11 <laughs> wow and was he reading them as fiction or fact we don't yeah. know right oh, wow. like that was never said but, or is he um, approving them for distribution yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. is he like proofreading it being like yeah i would say some shit like that all right let's go yeah. <laughs> but in that same way that comedians hoard up all of their reviews including all of the bad ones <laughs> yeah, yeah. just every now and again for a bit of self-harm go back and read yeah. that shit jess have you got a uh, a theory that you or kind of something you really love? well do you know what i think my honest answer i've got sort of i've been thinking of silly ones and more serious ones but my honest answer would be like there's theories about loads of cele- secretly gay celebrities and I oh, hope yeah. they're all true i so hope they're all true the list, jess the whole oh list. god but it's just I'll start, theory i'll start jennifer aniston oh please um, <laughs> oh god would, i mean it would, it would be amazing wouldn't it to know if it feels so unfair it's so not. yeah but also it's like there might be really sensitive reasons why they're not out like i don't know i don't feel that's my well, some of it's commercial isn't it that, yeah that's unfortunately oh reality. totally yeah, yeah rock, for rock, sure rock hudson for example yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I mean, the list of men's completely gone out of the window, of, uh, by which I mean my brain, probably because it's just not as important to me. But, um, I- <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the interview that Freddie Mercury does in Brazil? No. I think it's just after the album, and someone speaks to me about I Want to Break Free. Okay. And he's saying, like, you know, a lot of your songs seem to resonate very much with the LGBT community and mm. even want to break free. A lot of the narrative sounds a lot like, you know, speaking about coming out. Tell us, Freddie, was that the kind of inspiration behind the song? And then Freddie Mercury, this is before he's come out, and he's like, 
gay what do you mean the, the co-writer of this of the song has a has a family and he has kids so why would it be gay i don't understand and you just think imagine freddie mercury having to speak like that yeah for, yeah, yeah. That's utterly it's, it's crazy bonkers the more the, the one thing i've heard that i so hope is true and it's different from that but it's another sort of silly celebrity one is apparently the um, there's a Bill Murray has got form. This could be utter bullshit, but how lovely if it's true. Has got form for going up behind people, just dressed in a hat and a Mac, but definitely him, not hiding his face. <laughs> going up behind people, not in a hashtag me too way, but putting his hands sort of as if they're over their eyes and going, guess who? Like that. And they turn around and go like, oh, and he goes, no one will ever believe you. Yeah. <laughs> and then walks off. So I really hope that's true. I really hope that's true. <laughs> so much. I mean, he's a classic for stories that you're like, come on, is that true or not? One yeah. that I love yeah. that he, this definitely is true, is Groundhog Day, Tim Minchin turned into a musical mm. and it was going to be closed. It, the run didn't go as well as they wanted. So just before it was closing, there was a few more weeks left. Bill Murray went to see it. He watched it. And then he went again the next night. <laughs> And people were suddenly going, is he going to rock up every night? Are we going to have Bill Murray at Groundhog Day every single night? <laughs> and, and then he didn't, unfortunately. Uh, but it's the kind of thing that he would Yeah, do. That would have been an amazing that'd commitment, be, wouldn't it? Turn up every night. Even yeah. if he just did it for a week or something. Exactly. I think that's just, so joyful. And then, actually, when you're that famous, you could start employing properly high-quality lookalikes. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Or just clone them, which brings us on to one of my conspiracy theories. Oh, No, I I, um, (laughs) I believe that, uh, well, I would like to think it's true. Well, I guess the main one with me would be for like Area 51 and Aliens. Right. Yeah. Um, You want that to be. I want the idea that we're not alone in the universe to be true. Um, I probably have yet to see any physical evidence to support that fact. But I I think at the same time, when you're discussing the vastness of the universe, it's very hard to believe there isn't. I guess what doesn't help theory about uh, extraterrestrials is the fact that they always seem to show up in the country known to be vehemently opposed to illegal aliens. Mm. So I feel like <laughs> if I was an alien, I'd probably be like, where should we land? This place that hates people because of the color of their skin. We are fucking green. Are you serious? <laughs> and they are, they, they are constantly talking about they don't like illegal aliens. Yeah, but we put probes up with their bus, oh, then they'll be fine with it. It's just <laughs> very strange. I think you're right, man. I, I, I'm totally with you on the aliens thing. I think it would... I, I, does anyone else think it might unite humanity if we found out that... Because it's a common enemy, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> what? what? No, no, no. I think that's... I mean, that was the common enemy straight away. First that's, of all, Dan is a tricky and he resents that implication. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how we respond. You inst- the people would instantly be fearful of them, right? That would unfortunately, unless they came down and were like, you know, I don't know. I, I, read, I read Stephen Hawking's book. Here's some book. chocolate coins. Yeah, yeah. I read, exactly. I read, I, read, I read Stephen Hawking's book and he was, he is pretty sure that their intention wouldn't be great if aliens oh, showed oh, up. Oh yeah, he's scared. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's like, if they come here, it's, it's Independence Day. It's not E.T. Right. Yeah. Wow. They're, they're, you know, and it's like they're going to be, they're, they're here for the resources. Yes. But, but they, they, how would we convince them not to? We'll have finished all the resources. By the time they get here, we'll, yeah, we'll be like that, literally, you should have been here earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the resources were delicious. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Mm. <laughs> I just think it would be quite fun. You, know, you ever seen all your Star Trek? Right. First Contact is a good oh. Star Trek film. Go home and watch that. We well, don't have to, but you know, it's, you know, it is a good film, isn't it? And, and that unites humanity doesn't it uh, yeah it's yeah it's not real uh, you know yeah yeah no i i think um obviously it would be awesome to have 
aliens in our life. I think knowing we're not alone in the universe. And I, I also think I'm on the same thing. No, I've seen no evidence of, um, and I made a documentary about this for Channel 4, actually. I went around the UK meeting people who believe they've either been abducted or that they've um, had uh, encounters. And it's so interesting, the kind of, the thing I found most interesting was they are really angry at aliens and they're scared of them. Mm. And there was no sense, like I kept saying to them, I was like, I know I get that maybe you, you're worried about the experience, but aren't you excited that you know that aliens exist. Like, in your head, you no. know aliens exist, and we don't. Isn't that really exciting? And they're never like, yeah, it's incredible. And I really can't relate to that, because, like, when I was 12, I met John Bon Jovi, and I lost my shit. <laughs> and that's John Bon Jovi. They know there's life in the universe, and they can't fathom a moment of going, wow, we're part of this bigger network. Yeah. We're part of yeah. this bigger wonderfulness. I of blame sci-fi, personally. I think sci-fi is to blame for... Because I love sci-fi, Jess. Sorry, but I do love it. But it oh. just... The stakes are so high. You know, they've set yeah. such a high bar for what we want aliens to and be I, like. I think that's what the problem is, is that it's it's the ways in which we've been taught to perceive or imagine aliens because it's like, would aliens necessarily exist along the same uh, three dimensions that we do? I think that's when you talk about aliens, it's like, would they even be carbon-based? Oh, yeah. Why are we looking from, like, space? Not all sci-fi's like, done that, though. In Doctor Who, there's an alien called mm. an adipose that's just a little lump of fat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, would they? They might be single-celled. Yeah. Could it, literally, aliens could be traveling on an asteroid and land and just be frozen and then defrost. And it could be like a microbe that could be very dangerous. Or well, they think on Venus now. That's the big yeah, yeah. news. We, normally, normally they, and then yeah, Hasan Putin said, Venus. "What you mean, the Russian planet? The Russian-owned? Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> our yeah. planet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one with aliens on? That's our one." But we don't know. I guess there's lots more to be worked out about if that genuinely is. You know, it might be a bit premature as an announcement. But mm. yeah. Um, the crazy thing that I heard a scientist, uh, Simon Singh, say is that the thing is there might be a lot of life in the universe. It might get abundant all over the, the place and they might start trying to communicate like we are, sending Voyager and Pioneer golden disks out and beaming messages out into space. The problem is not so much even the, the sort of size of space, it's the time that we exist in. Right. So if you think of humans we've really only for like the last hundred years have been communicating or been able to receive the idea of a message from space. A hundred years in a universe that's existed for billions of years. There might've been a 17 planets that have directly, you know, beamed mm. to us messages, but we weren't around for another billion years. And that's the thing, we're missing each other by time. Yeah. Time Whoa. is so and also, and also probably our understanding of the electromagnetic spectrum. So they might not even communicate with the normal kind of transverse waves and stuff that we use anyway. Or yes. they could literally just be like ultraviolet light and they beam it a particular way and we've not learned to receive it and stuff. So Yeah. Well, the, yeah. do you know, um, uh, this is another thing I bought. In, I'm buying a lot of weird shit in lockdown at the moment. And <laughs> one of the things I bought was this book that Philip K. Dick wrote. So Philip K. Dick. I love of, him. Yeah. Um, uh, Blade Runner was the movie of do androids dream of uh, like sorry, electric, electric, yeah, electric sheep, sheep yeah, yeah. Um, and he had a thing in 1974 where he said a beam of light from a distant uh, galaxy sent a package a message to his head and downloaded information about the universe and he spent the rest of his life writing notes on this message trying to decode it and a bunch of his very famous books that came out after that were him playing himself trying to understand it in the novels um, and there's been quite wow. a few famous people who've claimed to have had messages sent to them telepathically through wow. space, which is bizarre. I mean, again, I don't believe mm. it, but I, I fucking love it. I we love, love a conspiracy. It we love a conspiracy. Also, Tupac is alive and in Mexico. And <laughs> we all know uh, that. Yeah. Regularly <laughs> producing material and children, and in our darkest hour, he will return. Uh, <laughs> it was a brilliant question, though, Dan. Thanks. Amazing. Great question. question. Yeah. Thank you. 
what, what we had, we had, we've had confidence versus arrogance, farting and conspiracy theories. It's pretty good, pretty good mix, right? It's, it's, pretty, good, it's a pretty good Sunday, if you ask me. <laughs> it's a pretty uh, good Sunday. It, it's over to you, Dane, to, to wrap up the show. Well, to uh, come up with the final question. Yeah, so again, uh, these have been great questions from great guests, and I can't thank you enough. Uh, very humbled by your contribution. Um, my question, I guess, is that um, I guess we, everybody here, when you're buying tickets or thinking about this festival, it, this wasn't how we imagined it to turn out. So my question is, uh, how will live entertainment survive in the next three to five years? Mm-hmm. Mm. Because, uh, you know, a large part, most more recently, uh, we have been moving the podcast recordings to, uh, to Zoom and then on uh, Scott, uh, yeah, on, 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 online, on, yeah, online yeah. and stuff. And, uh, you know, you've seen some artists have been doing uh, live shows. And obviously we've had to reimagine most of the entertainment we consume uh, digitally. Um, the likelihood of us going back, I wonder how that's going to work because we're kind of removing, moving towards an a automation as a part of, uh, I guess, the whole paradigm of capitalism versus labour anyway. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the question is, I goes, is like, where is live entertainment going? Will it still exist? Um, and what might necessarily replace it? And is that a bad thing? Mm. Or is it just naturally, you know, is it the natural progression? Like, you know, video killed the radio star. Yeah. But has, yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, modem killed the TV star? Yeah, it's too, it, we're kind of it's a bit too early to tell, isn't it? Mm, it's yeah. I think I always notice that you know whenever like Facebook changes the skin and suddenly it's like your home button's on the the other side of the page, we all lose our shit and like I won't adjust to this, and then <laughs> and then you do, and I wonder if we're in that kind of pissed off like we won't adjust to this, and actually we're going to map out a whole new way of globally performing to people, which is extraordinary. Mm. You know, like, people watching this right now, there may be people sitting in a small town in China, there may be people in Australia who've got up super early in order to to watch it, and none of us have been able to do that before because we'd never thought to do that. No yeah. no streaming globally has ever really... I'm sure it has happened, but not in a mm. public conscious, and you're seeing performers now organise global events where they're doing geo-locked concerts to... Australia, and then tomorrow night we're playing South Africa, and then tomorrow night we're yeah. going to hit, you know, yeah. Europe, and that's fascinating. And and you suddenly turn it from forty people in a room to potentially billions, yeah. <laughs> which won't obviously happen. But well, maybe even billion, even more billions, if those are beaming out to space. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? I got a big, yeah. I got a big Venusian following. <laughs> go, to, go to Venus everyone's like Dane's the man <laughs> what do you think Jess where, where, where do you stand on this current state of play um, yeah on the one hand I uh, I think everything Dan said there was great like I uh, I did a live one of my podcasts but virtual and mm. it was like oh this actually is amazing and it's much less stressful and it forced me to be more inventive about what I did with the panel because in my podcast people eat together so actually it it, that it was brilliant that was brilliant but um I think it will be a very sad day if we lose the human connection of live performance at all I would say especially for stand-up because it's a duologue a conversation Mm -hmm. not necessarily literally but, but because of the sound of laughter is 
uh, the audience's contribution to the conversation yeah. and it's n- it is nothing without it or it's not nothing but it's a fundamentally different thing Absolutely, camera yeah. down a lens to, mm-hmm. I found it virtually impossible to do any um, material at uh, online gigs that I had historically done as a normal stand-up on stage because all my muscle memory was out of whack yeah. and I, I and I was like well, I'd rather just write new stuff for this new medium um, certainly to try I can't try and put I tried to put out a uh, a show, an hour, mm. and I just had a meltdown. Like I tried three times because somebody offered me really good money. For, <laughs> but I was just like, come on, do it. And I was like, I can't. I don't know where to put my body. I don't know where to put the camera. Like, unless it's being, even if it's filmed in an empty room, it might have been easier. But I was like, this is horrible. I do, however, saying all of that sounded quite negative, feel pretty optimistic at this stage that come a vaccine, we will have a normality of coming out to live performances and stuff again. Perhaps um, one optimistic way of looking at it is that we do pay higher regard or more quickly notice when we're saturating a particular market. For example, like, is it necessary to have comedians play 10,000 seat arenas? Is that the right format? I know it's a very cheap thing to put on in an arena, arena and fill it out, but does that, do you lose something in that environment? And is, is it worth putting 10,000 people set next to each other mm. for the sake of a person talking? Is, that makes sense if you've got some great big theatrical spectacle to watch, but uh, uh, things like the Edinburgh Festival where mm. it, it would take you something, isn't it something like 59 years to watch everything that's on there now? It's too, there's too much stuff on. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, so so there's too, there is too much. I'm not say oh how do you start policing who does what but ultimately if everybody can turn every single cupboard into a venue then it is going to just be sort of big pointless sea of shit and very yeah. hard to, for anyone it means that there's people out there doing extraordinary things and nobody's noticing um, I don't know I think that it, it won't be a bad thing if we get a vaccine that makes means that we can come back into having live shows and stuff but perhaps with a bit of caution and perhaps with a bit more thought to um, should you do something should you do something just for the sake of doing it or should you do something when you're really sure you've got something to say yeah yeah because uh, I feel I feel personally the thing about I guess the times we're in now is that there is an inevitability to this anyway I feel like that's the issue is that all of our reactions and the way we've reimagined things like live shows and stuff have all been a result of a have been reactive mm-hmm. and have been the result of contingencies but really I mean I have limited knowledge of virology and stuff but it's like as Dan said in earlier questions, your flatulence is produced by bacteria being inside of you, <laughs> which in itself, and I say it's because in itself, it means that like human beings have never been a distinct dominant species mm. because we're already observing symbiosis because there's other organisms within our body that we need to work with so we can live. And, that, and so even with viruses and stuff as well, is that if it wasn't COVID or Corona, there was going to be something because in order for us to evolve, we need to experience a stimulus in the form of like a threat of a virus so that our immune systems evolve. And that's how human beings are supposed to thrive anyway. So I guess one part of the question is that is, I, I don't know if it's just going to be COVID that's inhibited our abilities to perform live. There are a lot of other aspects to just our existence as human beings anyway that might compromise the ability to interact with people, whether it's environmental reasons some places may not be safe to occupy anymore. Mm. As again, automation, whereby so many more jobs are going to be done which don't require your live presence. I mean, already with lockdown, it's like, you know, if you really want to, you can have home delivery for your groceries, you can have Amazon deliver, like, stuff as well. So we're already kind of moving towards that. So even outside of the whole issue of COVID, it's like how 
much longer it is. And even going back to the question about confidence and arrogance, mm. I think a lot of that arises from the fact that people don't have to observe the humility of having to interact with people live. And that's probably why you see that kind of sentiment, particularly from, I guess, what you'd regard as influencers or YouTubers, because they're never held to account or have to, you know, be present to be held account for their actions. If they say something negative, yeah. they never have to actually confront their detractors. Well, people so, have decided that they actually quite like not having to spend time with people. I think that has happened to a lot of people, yeah. whether it be punters or, or, or artists. Because like, like I just said, it's, it's always indulged. So there are certain elements of obligation where it's like before you, like you can't necessarily choose your family. Yeah. But whereas now it's like we, there's such a commercial interest in feeding everyone's sense of individuality. Yeah, of, of, of yeah. overblowing how much you're entitled to your rights. Yeah. And uh, there's very little um, value in in reasserting your responsibilities although that did happen well, as well during exactly. lockdown well, a, pho a phone alone is a, is a perfect example because yeah. with a smartphone you can theoretically never be lonely mm. which means you never have to you'll never have the obligation to try and rapport build with people whereas normally if you're somewhere you don't really know anybody like say you go to a new school or a new workplace you're more inclined to start interacting with people and rapport building because you won't have the distraction whereas yeah. like I've experienced I can be in Australia and still be connected somewhat to people in London because yeah, yeah. I just go on my phone and if your phone isn't yeah. quite cutting it can I recommend growing your armpit hair out because <laughs> I've, I've started yeah. <laughs> a little, little bit of stubble there I, 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 just, I, I just hope man like there's that feeling like you know that feeling when it was just you had such a good time like here's the, the time when you go hello Dan Schreiber my name is motherfucking Bon Jovi <laughs> <laughs> but like it's weird like me and Dane like went and filmed Dane um, doing three gigs in a night right yeah. and I, I happened to pop up on my YouTube so I was just oh well I'll watch that again just to see what it, what it was like good edit uh, and um, I was like Wow, man, like that was exciting that night. You know? yeah. We just wandered around London with a camera, the me, you and the camera guy, Sack, and it was, it was amazing. And, and I remember like, I was actually watching, <laughs> oh, what a tragic life I've got. But I was watching uh, the Bruce Springsteen video uh, for Dancing in the Dark. Anyone know that? And he pulls Courtney Cox oh, yeah. out of the audience. How old was she then? She was like teenage, like very, very young. Wow. And, and he pulls her out of the audience. <laughs> and as she's pulling her out of the audience, he's pulling her out of the audience. I'm thinking to myself, well, you can't do that now, Bruce. You'd have to like, there's just no way San you can pull sanitize her by. First. Sanitize first. Track and trace. That's going to really Check slow down that bit of the song. And then be like, all right, ladies, get outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, oh, she's gone. The, the, magic yeah. of, the magic of those moments, yeah, I, I, live art yeah. is just tremendous, isn't it? And just to, to think that we're not going to get back to that. We're sort of in a, like, unfortunately, the reality is the situation is what it is. And so maybe we need to be, this is, to me, it's kind of like Apollo 13. It's flying out in space. It's heading to the moon something breaks, we need to get them home. We're in the, we need to get them home in terms of entertainment right yeah. now, live entertainment. What do we do that we can make this still go on? And talking about that sort of like, you know, if aliens came and the sort of like, it would unite humans, this, weirdly, it's a, a, an exciting moment for us to maybe do that. I mm. remember years ago, I'm sure everyone here remembers, the moment in the 2012 Olympics and the opening ceremony when Chariots of Fire starts and suddenly a finger is going dunk, 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 playing that, that recurring bass line and the camera pans up and it's Rowan Atkinson's face <laughs> and it's Mr. Bean and we all laugh, but not only did we laugh, the globe laughed in that moment because Mr. Bean is one of the most recognized faces in every country. In China, he's like the third most famous face of anyone. And if aliens were watching our planet on that one moment, they would have heard the, the planet laugh 
globally, all together, no barriers there. And I just, I don't know. I, I guess I go on optimistic on this kind of stuff. I just mm. think now's time for ingenuity. Let's 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 yeah. play to the world now. Like how <laughs> yeah. cool? Would that be? Uh, uh, yeah, and I think you can. There can be a uh, a uh, synergy between, I suppose, digital media and live performance. In that, yeah, people who are like here can experience that. Like I said, the reciprocity of the laughter and validation of your, your uh, duologue. But yeah, it's. You know, nowadays I was like, you know, the revolution won't be televised; it'll be streamed. Yes. So, like I said, it's all about yeah, the kind of global aspects of it. So, I, I, a lot of people worry a lot about it, love live performance, and like it's dried up. I don't think it's dried up. I just think no. I think it may just we're going to have a window where there's going to be a lot more curation, and yeah, you'll like you said instead it's of a having bit more just, special. Yeah, it'll make more yeah. sense. So, having someone just performing yeah. in a cupboard for the sake of performing won't really cut anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it, and it sucks that that's the case, but uh, we, need, make we need even more grateful for each thing. other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We need you to be making people laugh. Yeah, yeah but it, and it, but it needs there needs to be a, a a reason for it, and I guess it means that people's uh, the impetus for the people to create and perform live. There'll be, I mean, I think there'll be a lot more gusto and gratitude for it. Yeah, I've seen drive-through strip clubs. Wow! They, they, during the earlier time parts of lockdown, they were doing drive-through strip clubs. So someone would like pull up around the corner. I don't know. He's like, I don't know how it works. And I'm like, what would you like? A two-piece special? And then you'd it's very make, much a summer yeah, thing. Make though, your way it? around the corner, and then it's like, yeah, let me get the two-piece with a shake, and uh, <laughs> and then there'd be a uh, a dancer on the pole, and then I guess you put the money through the window. Um, but you put it contactless, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, all contactless. I mean, the, 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 the truth is, I think pounds now. Art, so. Yeah, art will, mm. all, art will always find a way, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and I suppose and holograms as well. That that's coming. Holograms is big. Holograms, holograms will kind of help. Holograms as well. is big. It's big. Two packs yeah. back. Yeah, two Fire packs back. Holograms. See. Yeah. It's, it's his get, time. Yeah, so it's his time. They always have to combine together in some way or another. Also, Elon Musk has got that thing that beams stuff directly into your brain, doesn't it? Does he? Yeah, oh, so he, I think he's testing it on a pig for now, but I think he's created a chip which beams information or beams music directly into your brain. Wow. That pig's uh, the next thing. Has anyone else heard of this? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, That's exciting, isn't I guess, it? I guess the illusion of life might be there as well. I mean, Ooh, me personally... Wow. Back to the alien thing. No one else's surname is Musk in on Earth ever. Come on. It's true. I'm just saying, yeah. just hands up if you've ever met somebody with a surname Musk before. No. No, never. Right? Or even an Elon. We've all met a Leon. Yeah. <laughs> There's even been an Egon in Ghostbusters, but no Elon. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. So, it's a very good point. There's so, a theory that he's got two people, full-time staff, um, trying to work out whether or not we are actually living in a universal video game as it were oh, simulation like, yeah, yeah. The Matrix. Wow. I mean, are those, those people, people must hate their fucking lives but are, there, are their names Neo or Trinity if not they'll fail <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was a great question that's four amazing questions I hope you guys have enjoyed all the questions I'm glad you have <laughs> if you said no then we're just exactly. are we, oh, you could say no we'd never know who said it so that's the uh, nomin, nomin, uh, anonymity you have but um, yeah these have been great questions and thank you for a great discussion please give a round of applause to Dan Schreiber and Jess Foster Q thank you thank you Yes, and uh, now, uh, very much as promised, of course, we will try to be as democratic as possible and question everything. The floor is now open for the next 15 minutes for members of the audience to ask a question. So, uh, anybody have a question? And if you are listeners of the show, you know there's no such thing as a stupid question. So, feel free. I have a gentleman here. Yeah, hi. What, what, what does the choice of uh, COVID masks Choice of COVID masks. Yeah, yeah. Do they overexpress? Oh, you mean with patterns? Ah. And all that, right. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or do you mean whether they've made it snazzy or not? Like gone with one with the old sequins on and that? Or a big night out? Peekaboo. Could do a peekaboo. Um, oh, I see. I live in Catford in South East London and um, right in the heart of lockdown where you really were only allowed out for that one hour, I saw a man um, burst a little hole in his mask to have a cigarette through it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all get our masks out. Have you got your mask on you? you show them what we got. I've got this one that was given to me by my mother-in-law. Ooh. And uh, it's got um, symbols from Hong Kong on it. Yeah, which... which... Hopefully, means successful marriage. So, uh, well, you got Dane. Just uh, my mask. Off. No, no, my mask is a VP one nine five. It is uh, used by the uh, Vietnamese police department uh, because they previously had SARS. So, seventy percent of the Vietnamese population wear these masks, uh, and their prevalence of COVID has been really low. I think they they've had like maybe yeah, less than anyone yeah. triple did yeah less than anybody uh, Vietnam so and it's machine washable up to 30 times nice plug, plug, plug. Uh, <laughs> yes. up to 30 times I remember I got that it's, um, it's a little bit of an old lady one but my best mate who's also a very brilliant writer called and actor called Rachel Stubbings oh, yeah. has a little Etsy shop okay. and I got a prototype um, with the material that she's got least popular with real customers lovely but I don't care and, yeah. and Dan's modelling his. I have my prequel Batman mask. Nice. Um, <laughs> and yeah, this is actually my favourite. I've tried a bunch, and these yeah. are ones that you can just get in right. any kind of pharmacy or corner shop. And I, I actually like it so much that I just prefer having it on. I don't know, it's very kind of... <laughs> the material's really nice. <laughs> is anybody side? else loving living their ninja fantasy? Yeah. <laughs> my no, ex-mother-in-law no, no. made, made a bunch that are like... Uh, like high spec like Ooh. she wanted the de- like fittings dimensions of our faces and they've got like a pocket in that you put a folded up bit of kitchen roll in and they tie up at the back so that you don't get elastic chafing around your ears if you're wearing them for a long time like so much effort in five minutes in one and I feel like I'm gonna puke like they're so restrictive they're too effective if anything to the point where you're like it might be easier to get the virus actually (laughs) than than pass out in this Sainsbury's with my kid do you know what I mean hopefully that answers the the question yeah Yeah. Uh, when when Nike make one I think Nike already have one so when Gucci uh, you're right (laughs) it's it's crazy it's crazy (laughs) that people are making designer masks um Cool, but thank you very much. Uh, next question, please. Here we go. We've got someone to come down in front. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ah, brilliant. Oh, so excited by this question. <laughs> McDonald's. You wonder why your son's farting and can't control it, Howard. <laughs> so listen, it's, it's all about the scenario. So um, for me, uh, the drunkenness... Uh, McDonald's big time and I want to get so much McDonald's that when I eat look in the morning I'm like I can't believe I work my way through that and then if I'm on my own uh, you know maybe my wife has uh, has gone away for the night and um, I, uh, KFC a full you know the uh, the box with extra wings over to the guys <laughs> so cute I haven't cute, thought about it at all it's the cutest all. answer I've ever seen you 70, 78 episodes and he's been like yeah, yeah. I guess my daughter's going to see let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> how this goes down <laughs> yeah. and where, you, where you're standing on uh, this McDonald's debate. sausage egg McMuffin is the greatest food invention mm, I think double Never sausage and egg bad. or just sausage and egg single I think it's a bit greedy single to get yeah you yeah. think it's a bit greedy to get double absolutely <laughs> absolutely I actually Never coming um, on my podcast just before lockdown <laughs> are you a McMahon or not <laughs> what <laughs> oh no just before lockdown I lost half of my tooth to a sausage and egg McMuffin oh, yeah. that's not a good sign I know I know it was bad the gristle I, I was I was furious for ages as well because I thought it was someone else's tooth I was like they've got a oh. fucking tooth in my, in my sausage and <laughs> egg muffin it could, it could I was going to go up there and complain I was going to go we go excuse me what the fuck is this and and as I was about to do it, my tongue went <laughs> behind my uh, to the back bit there and disappeared just into <gasps> a hole. And I was like, oh, holy shit. And I had to make up an excuse when I saw a dentist of why <laughs> it had fallen out because it was too embarrassing. Because you didn't want to admit the shame of having had yeah, a McDonald's I, breakfast. I said it was a really hard sausage. Um, <laughs> Great. So I, I Which is a lot, less shame, lot less shameful. <laughs> yeah. it, it, was, this, was this junk food, Dan? No, no, no. I've just been sucking dicks. <laughs> do your, do your Jess, job. <laughs> do your, Jess, where do your job. And, Jess, where do you stand on this? Um, I don't care about McDonald's unless it is at breakfast time I also don't eat well I very 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 rarely eat meat anymore so both of these are slightly moot points but McDonald's still have absolutely pretty much fuck all really both these restaurants now have a plant based uh, menu not since Covid mm. they haven't brought it back like they've okay, got yeah. like the shit old <laughs> dusty old bean burger um, <laughs> no thanks just get just get some chips and McFlurry will fuck off but a, a double sausage and egg McMuffin because yes I'm a greedy um, is, was the stuff of dreams back in the day um, but I'm really but but I do think KFC wins in the sense that there have been two hangovers that will stay with me for my whole life that were I would say over 30% cured by KFC um, and the filthy filthy gravy somebody told me how it was made once now I can never unknow that um, it was it made really in the bad. same way that like when people get chips and curry sauce and you're like there has been no Asian people involved in the production yeah. of this curry sauce <laughs> for sure <laughs> it's oh god no, it's so gross I won't go into it but um, yeah I would say KFC 
two wins, but I'm really sad that they've not brought their vegan burger back because I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Yeah. Bring mm. it back. Dane, where do you stand? It's a tough one because, like you said, McDonald's has breakfast, but KFC has hot wings. Oh, those right. wings. But then, that batter. And then KFC... I've never tried a hot wing. Talk me through it. It's like, like, a, like a Morley's hot wing, but more expensive. Okay. That's all I got. Okay, really. got it, got it. Just <laughs> like super spicy, whatever's in it's the coating like, is super spicy. spicy. But it's like, for me, I'm somebody that I like to see the bone of the meat I'm yeah, eating. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool, like, cool. well, it, it was a bird. Yeah. Mm. So that's how the hot, but the hot ones are pretty good. I'm a big fan. There's something about the smaller meat and cause it's to the bone, maybe the meat is slightly more succulent. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe it's got so much MSG in it. I am so excited by it in my system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yum, like, yum, this yum. is fucking amazing because you, it has to be very good because. Popcorn chicken is an abomination. Oh, it's disgraceful. It's as isn't much as an abomination. Absolutely disgraceful. Just a little sort of nut of just the coating. Oh, well, really. it's just taking the piss out of the chicken, isn't it? I mean, it's just, turned you into popcorn. You've taken I mean, two things. You've taken two things that are delicious and made a monster. Yeah. In the same way, <laughs> just like just like rice cake, frank and chicken. Yes, rice cake. Right, because rice and oh, cake rice, all day nice long. Cakes are nice. I'll have a bit What's of rice, rice cake. Finish with the cake. Put it together. Ah, <laughs> oh, now the patriarchy is oppressing us and forcing us to observe certain body shapes that no one can live up to. No, thank but you. But Dane, just to push you because we're going to try and get extra questions. Oh, you. It's, uh, you go uh, KFC, I can hear you going KFC. Oh, God. Uh, I gotta say KFC because I can't have red meat anymore, really. But right. I just feel like, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. What me and my friends used to do is that we'd bring hot wings to McDonald's and oh. be like, "We can do street card, bruv. And that's that's <laughs> oh. how you get around that one. <laughs> okay, okay, that's the best answer. That's, I mean, that's an yeah, incredible that is, question. Yeah. Great we, question. Have we got any more questions? We can have some quick fire ones, maybe. Uh, this, this, well, maybe not. <laughs> Let's see what it is. Which one, sorry? Should they bring gladiators back? Should oh. they bring gladiators back? No. Yes. No. What? Don't waste yes. our time. Why not? Fact, <laughs> I can assure you it's coming back. I'm going to tell you why. In the last couple of years, I've seen Conor McGregor, a UFC martial artist, fight against Floyd Mayweather, a boxer. Yesterday, I saw a YouTube influencer who's a dwarf called Little Man. He had a fight against the Algerian dwarf boxing champion. And he won, which means now they are having dwarf fights on the internet that are unlicensed. We're not too far off the running man. I don't even know why you're worried about gladiators. <laughs> the running man is coming. <laughs> Would you like a stereo? You have to kill somebody for it. That's where we're going to be soon. Like, I feel like... Gladiators was 90s, man. It's over. Gladiators is done. Oh, what, oh, what TV are you watching? I'll get a giant get on now, Jess, and um, fight Okay, you. if you can't wait for gladiators to come back, and nor can I, in the meantime, please enjoy <laughs> on Netflix a program called Strong. It's where they get, like, American housewives and make them the strong as they can be and pair them up with, like, the world's best personal trainers. And it's really <laughs> addictive, even though there's some very toxic and awful body transformation stuff but the actual <laughs> fitness side of it is very fun um, in the meantime if you have sort of more of the kind of like the um, you will go on my first whistle type element of it and less of the kind of physical challenge may I recommend The Floor is Lava also on Netflix <laughs> where people just have to jump over very slippery shit that's cool then there's a show in America as well where it's like man versus beast and they basically like there'll be one episode where they'll be like you three contestants will be competing against a bear and then they literally were like so it's this the is Hunger Games I told, I told you it was coming and then wow. What they did is that they they like this is a bear's diet and it'd be like here's like two pounds of salmon some blueberries and some corn and you got to eat at the same time as a bear they fail at everything but my god it's worth the watch <laughs> then it's like a tug of war with a bear who's gonna end up in the in the river obviously the human being but they do it anyway so but I'm you know saying what? should gladiators come back 
Why stop there? Real gladiators. I mean, Colosseum. Executions. <laughs> Two people versus Tiger, like in the movie. Dane Baptiste questions everything, does not endorse that, just so you know. Yeah. As long, I mean, consensual animals. Look, Howard, there's animals we'll around now. We'll talk about it backstage. There's we'll, lot, pitch there's, this, we'll pitch it. There's a lot of animals right now. If a bear right was now. it, I'd have a tug of war with one. How do you get a consensual animal? There's some animals that want revenge. There's animals that want revenge. Consensual animals is just what I'm taking away from today, There's a tiger somewhere. All the tigers in Tiger King. That was a big thing in lockdown. You think they don't want revenge for how they were treated? Okay, so we're undecided on bringing gladiators back, no, no. basically. We're definitely, pretty clear. definitely yes. <laughs> I do enjoy definitely saying gladiators yes. ready. Do you remember the whole, that was quite an exciting. You will go on my first whistle. Yeah, that That's was the exciting. best part. I do want to say though, just to add though, if they're going to bring back gladiators, we need to be more expansive with the names of black gladiators. Oh my God, we just God, have yeah. names that just don't pertain to their complexion? <gasps> Shadow, oh. Nightshade. Oh my oh, God. Really? Yeah, that was... Rhino, an endangered <gasps> African beast. Oh, ah, fucked up. That's classy. Fucked up. Where does it stop? Ah, right, Bina, Current, (laughs) Soot, other things that are black. It's not good enough. Yeah. So if they're going to bring it back, we need a much better consultant to come up with some of these names. I'm not having it until they start running out of things that are black. Next, you'll Uh, be doing dual with Carbon. And none of the presenters are allowed to have beaten up their wife. It'll That's be brilliant a big thing. this time round. I'm really big on that. Yeah. No Will they say a wooger? No. That's the big question that nobody knows. Well, bring back Akabus. And Fashionu did it. They both did it. Did Fashionu do that? Fashionu said it, a wooger yeah. and Akabusi mm. said a wooger. Aka- yeah. So they, they shared it. So they that was cool. We've got time okay. for one more quick question <laughs> after this gladiator's um, madness. We've got a man there. in the middle with, with a hand. Oh, I love gladiators. Do you do the same thing every day when you wake up? <laughs> good, good question. Um, that was a good, the way Howard? you said it. it. Got to me. Do I do the same thing every day? I, I tense. There's a there's a there's a tone of of tedium from lockdown. Yeah. I heard in that like <laughs> kind of sick of this shit now. Still, thing. are you? Every the question's kind of. Are you sick of doing this? As soon as you wake up. Yeah, as soon as, as, soon as you wake up. Do you know what, mate? I can tell you, I do because every day now I wake up at about five in the morning. And I walk next door and there's this bloke that I invented that I told you about. And he, he smiles at me and laughs. That's every day. So, yeah. Do you do that before you've had a piss? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah I have a wee piss. It's committed. Kid. That'll wear off. It's first kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about you guys? Wee wee. Wee wee. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Similar, actually, to like when you have a young. I have, as we were talking about, my boy's five months. Uh, there's routine, so mm. your it's not your life anymore for a bit. It's kind of okay. Wake up, get the milk because he's crying his ass off. Um, give the milk, um, <laughs> then get back to sleep, change his nappy, um, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, it's hard. I love it. Yeah, it's I love it. It's great. Um, a friend of mine called Nick Bujak, who actually made the music for this show, which you probably hear on the, on the show all the time, is uh, he would wake up and sigh. That's the first thing he'd ever do. Trapped, still trapped in this mortal coil yeah. on the devil's earth. Uh, what about you, Dave? Um, I have probably more recently and more often been meditating. Cool. Prior to that, I would say that I used to like have a quick browse through social media and realise that you lose an hour and your anger level yeah. is, I'm ready to fight before I've had a shower. <gasps> so as soon as you wake up, you do some meditating. So now when I wake up, I do some meditating. Wow. Just like being in that zen zone. Yeah, just having that yeah, zen zone, that quantum of solace, and be like, what is my day going to be like? How do I want to approach stuff in my day? Mm. What stuff about yesterday kind of bothered me? And yeah, just what my intentions are. And just, yeah, just recent. <laughs> 
we just resetting everything and like, just being a little bit introspective because oh, yeah. I guess, that is so Hollywood I, this day. is the kind of shit I well, try to call I got, my wife uh, yeah, yeah. such a glamorous rock <laughs> I live honey, I'd love to feed the baby I'm just going to do a bit quick meditating <laughs> yeah. I live yeah. by myself so I have to think and about and I've wet how, myself there you go <laughs> I live by myself so I always think what's the first thing I have to say to somebody so I have to kind of think yeah. about you know I guess yeah. it's almost as if powerful it would this be the last thing I say on earth or the first thing I say or the first person I speak to so it's always like I guess you know, how am I going to contribute to society today? What an inspiring cool. final bit of this, this live recording. And thank you to all, all the people for all the questions. And if you didn't that's, get yours answered, come and get us on social media. That's yeah, absolutely, guys. Uh, I will post on, uh, we will post on the uh, Daily Questions Everything uh, Instagram. So if any further questions, please do continue to send them in. Um, but again, guys, thank you so much for coming and supporting. Uh, please give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah. Uh, Give a round of applause for all the uh, staff here at the King's Place for helping us organise the... Uh, all, thank you very much, guys. And uh, once again, please give a massive round of applause to our two guests today, Dan Schreiber and Jess Foster Q. Well, let's hear it for Dane. And, uh, and my producer friend, Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizzer. This has been Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and enjoy the rest of your festival. Take thank you very much. Guys. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him on Twitter at DaneBaptweets or Instagram at DaneSnaptiste. Our guests were Jess Fosterkew and Dan Schreiber. You can follow Jess on Twitter and Instagram at Jessica Fosterkew. You can follow Dan on Twitter and Instagram at Schreiberland. The show was produced by me, Howard Cohen. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Howard Cohen. The show is mixed and mastered by Audio Culture. You can follow Audio Culture on Instagram at We Are Audio Culture. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DBQE Podcast. Thanks to Polly, Gelly, and the Acast team for all their support. Thanks for listening, guys, and remember, question everything. 